0: Now let's see if Ray Merriman can help us get this market unstuck. Hi everybody, Thomas Miller. It's Saturday, February 25th. Let's go to the mmacycles.com newsletter as we do on Saturdays now and hear from Ray Merriman. Interesting, and I don't know any astrological correlation to this, that while Ray was preparing the message, the newsletter, yesterday on Friday, there was a major power outage that affected his whole power infrastructure to get the newsletter out. But he managed to uh, run up to a Starbucks or whatever he did and got it out at least to us in a form that we could present today. So let's begin, as always, with a couple of news articles. This one from Fox Business last week saying that the U.S. housing market suffered the biggest drop in value since 2008 as home prices came crashing down. According to a new report from real estate brokerage firm Redfin, the total value of U.S. homes tumbled from a record high of $47.7 trillion in June 2022 to $45.3 trillion at the end of the year, a decline of $2.3 trillion, or 4.9%. It marks the biggest drop in percentage terms since the 2008 financial crisis, when home values plunged by 5.8% from June to December. And then this article from CNBC last week, the Federal Reserve is unlikely to be able to bring down inflation without having to raise interest rates considerably higher, causing a recession. That's according to a research paper released Friday. Former Fed Governor Frederick Mishkin is among the authors of the white paper that examines the history of central bank efforts to create disinflation. End quote on that article and now raise comments. He says, and now the Sun is into Pisces, and so is Neptune. And Saturn is headed there next week, too. What's so special, then, about the season of Pisces? Well, it's the sign of hopes and wishes, romance and infatuation, It often coincides with stock market euphoria. But when the hopes and wishes are dashed, traders and romantics fall out of love with their illusions about reality, like the interest rate future, and instead panic and hysteria can set in. That's why we often find the month of Pisces to contain large price movements and major reversals in equities and other financial markets. And it's looking like that may be the case again this year, perfectly in alignment with the near-term forecast given in last week's MMACycles.com annual webinar. I'll talk about that at the end of the presentation. Stock markets, precious metals, currencies, and cryptos all are pointing down as we come to the end of February after posting cycle highs on February 2nd, which was very near to the full moon in that T-square with the major planet of reversals and surprises, Uranus. The only market we track looking good at the moment is the U.S. dollar, also right in line with the U.S. presidential cycle, as we covered in last week's weekend webinar. But that will all change shortly, as we are nearing both our short-term price targets as well as understanding the history of markets and their nature in the volatile sign of Pisces. Now, the short-term geocosmics. This is a quote from Paul Donovan from the UBS Morning Audio commentary on February 23rd. He said the Federal Reserve minutes were anxious about the tightness of the labor market. The financial markets were anxious about the Fed's anxiety. The weird thing is that U.S. real wages have been breaking all records and not in a good way the year-over-year rate of real wage growth has been negative for 22 consecutive months. With such a collapse in living standards, the Fed's relative focus on labor-led rather than profit-led inflation seems peculiar. End quote. March is a big month for tropical Western astrologers. Saturn will enter Pisces on March 7th, followed by Pluto entering Aquarius on March 23rd. The reason that is, quote-unquote, big to astrologers is because these are both outer planets with long orbital cycles around the Sun. Saturn's orbit is about 29 years, and it's been about that long since Saturn last began its transit through Pisces. But that is nothing compared to Pluto, whose orbit is 248 years. It last began its 20-year transit through Aquarius in April of 1777, That began a 20-year period of revolutions whose influence has shaped the world order ever since. However, planets ingressing into signs have not shown to be a strong correlation to reversals in financial markets at the time of their entrance into the new sign. They represent more of a change of attitude that may eventually influence new trends in the sector of finances ruled by that sign, not just at the moment of the change. Actual trading reversals or cycle reversals are more in the domain of aspects between planets, the hallmark of modern-day astrology. For the next three weeks, there are not many planetary aspects of note taking place. For this week, Thursday is the day of focus. Early that morning, Venus conjuncts Jupiter, and Mercury later that morning conjuncts Saturn. Venus and Jupiter is a lovely aspect of harmony and agreement, usually, but this time they are in Aries, which is not considered a sign of harmony so much as initiative and even aggression, as Venus is in detriment there. It could have a correlation to sharp price movements in crude oil, perhaps because of the possibilities of deteriorations in the war in Ukraine. And then the Mercury conjunct Saturn that same day may indicate seriousness in any efforts toward negotiations. Optimism turned to reluctance and hesitation. Rallies giving way again to declines. And with the Moon and Cancer on Wednesday and Thursday, the feelings may be emotional and of frustration at the delays again. The more powerful geocosmic correlations to major reversals seem to be in the window of March 15th through the 21st. This is when the Sun conjoins Neptune and Pisces, while Mars forms a square to both. It is passive-aggressive, a promise, and then a breaking of the agreement that seems more like a betrayal or an intentional effort to deceive But the more important aspect may be the third and final semi-square between Jupiter and Saturn on March 21st. This might be the height of frustration that has been ongoing since spring when they first formed this aspect, and especially from September 21st through 28th during the second passage when the hysteria in the stock and crypto markets peaked. Expect a bit of a return to those themes. Once again, crude oil and progress or lack of progress in war and peace are likely to be the cause of these movements or the recipient of frustration of opposing parties with one another. Highly visible legal issues and court cases may also rise to a climax. It ends and possibly peaks when the sun enters Aries March 20th and 21st. Everything takes a turn around then. Everyone might credit it to Pluto entering Aquarius on March 23rd, but it is the outer aspects just mentioned that correspond to reversals in many financial markets, not the outer planets' changing signs. They represent changes of attitudes and strategies that later in time tend to manifest as larger market cycle highs and lows and are usually under the trigger of Mars making aspects, reflecting similar principles to the planets in signs, such as the ruler of the signs that the outer planets are going through. And at that point, the lights went out. (laughs) There is no longer term uh, geocosmic in this newsletter. But thank you, Ray, for being a double Capricorn and pressing this one out in spite of the challenges. He referenced that recording last week. There was no newsletter as you might remember and the reason was that he did a webinar presentation on the entire year based on the forecast 2023 book and audio book that we did so obviously if you're interested in these things it does help support my work and Ray's work when you buy these products we do appreciate it and to that end We are having the book club for the other book that we did with Ray. That's the Trends book. That's the Sun Sign book for this year. And we are going to reverse engineer that. The book club is starting next week, actually, on March 1st. We have a separate website for that. It is funastrologybookclub.com. I have a couple of thoughts of things that we might take a look at here. First of all, I'm looking at a long term chart of the US S&P 500 index, the broad market, the broad stock market. And just since that January top in 2022, we've been in this choppy downtrend. I will say, just looking at the chart from a technical perspective. If this thing doesn't kick in pretty soon on an up leg, then we could be down for some even new lows. There's been another thing on my radar, and I'm just going to pass along uh, at least an awareness of this that I didn't have on my radar admittedly soon enough, but this train wreck in Ohio that happened on February 3rd the one that had ethyl chloride in the cars that they dumped into the river and then set on fire. I've been looking at some of the astrology around this, and I'll just say this. If you have not educated yourself on what's going on there, I would highly suggest you do. And I'm not just talking about only the people in that general area. The wind currents have carried that stuff everywhere. I'm in Florida, and right now, The air quality in not only Florida, but basically all of the southeastern United States over the last several days has been increasingly deteriorating. Part of that reason is because the last storm system that moved through cleared and the prevailing winds turned from basically northwest to southeast. One of the things in the astrology is like you see the delay. Like nobody talked about this for two weeks. It was not on the radar. Okay, there was a train accident, and they said this. It just wasn't being publicized, and that's where we all have to just make our own decisions because with all of the unknowns, we don't really even know what to do right now. We don't know what is in the air. We don't know how far it went. We don't know what's in the soil. All of these things were not handled properly at the beginning of this. So that's where I say is we have to make individual decisions, but make them from an awareness of this, at least that it's out there. A highly toxic chemical was released, and at this point, that's about what we got. So go to your intuition, go to spirit, go to the chart if you'd like, but take a look, at least be aware. If you'd like to look at the chart, it happened at 8.55 p.m., February 3rd, East Palestine, Ohio. And just tell you a couple of things. the third house obviously rules transportation by all means. So that's by rail, by train, etc. So you'd want to focus on the third house and its rulerships. And then one thing that Mark Edmund Jones talks about is in the Horary book is that the ninth house is a global extension of the third house basically and that it rules global climate. Local climate and weather in general is ruled by the fourth house, so you'd want to look at those too. And then read the chart and see what speaks to you. Ask source for guidance. And the most important thing, obviously, is to send love and prayers to those who have been directly affected in that area, and I mean a lot of it. They didn't ask for this. They are very confused, and their lives have been completely torn upside down. So the one gift we can do energetically is love. And sending you love wherever you are for the rest of the weekend. See you tomorrow night for Level Up, and then back on Monday morning early for a big week ahead.